Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. You guys all comfortable? Yes, I am. All right. Thank you. So, um, I just hit record, so you guys can probably just get going, and if Mm -hmm. I need to, I'll stop you guys, and let's take it from there. Thank you. That was hot. Yeah, it was soups hot. And I got like a whiff of him too. I was like, ooh, it smells good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever guys are like adjusting things, I'm always like, yeah, tweak with it. Yeah, to, and tweak my vagina, dude. Yeah, definitely. No, there's like, <laughs> I was just saying the other day that like, I think a lot of times men can look at women and be like, oh, titties and, and ass. Me horny for that. But as women, like, you don't really get that opportunity no. as much. Just look at their face for the most part. And then uh, try and slide by on their personality. I know. <laughs> but you, if you see, like, a dude, like, the equivalent of that to me is, like, seeing a dude, like, working on a bike or something. It's yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Hello, operator. Or, like, when they, like, trying to fix your computer and they're, yeah. like, lean over you. <laughs> they're, like, typing. They're, like, yeah. command Apple, C, whatever. You're, like, yeah. Apple my V, dude. <laughs> Uh, I can hear everything that you're saying. Hey, I'm Jessica Williams. And I'm Phoebe Lynn Robinson. And you're listening to Two Dope Queens. So put on your O face because we got our brand new sexapode. Hashtag I'll have what she's having. Oh my God, I love when Harry met I Sally. know, it's so fucking good it's and beautiful. So good. It's like perfect New York City porn. Yeah, it's also like Billy Crystal. It's like, oh, with I Smash. Was- Hello. I was smashing his, like, skinny dad jeans. No, he has, like, the Seinfeld jeans, dude. He was so fucking fine in that. He's got Seinfeld jeans All right, on. all right. I, I don't think Seinfeld jeans make you fine. No, but, I mean, they look good on him. That's true. His little booty in there. Come on, like a letterman. <laughs> mm, double up. Mm, mm. <laughs> anyway, speaking of orgasms, you're going to have a major eargasm for the great lineup we got today. We have Ayana Dukey, Damian Lemon, and Gabe Liedman. Ooh, there is some serious peen talk in this episode. So I, for one, am very heck-shaked. Gross, dude. Can we just start? Sure. How are you guys doing? You guys are great. Thank you guys so much for coming out. There's so many beautiful people here. Yeah, couples. This is awesome. Different shades. Yeah, just a rainbow. United colors. We got Benetton. some thumbs up from some white guys over there. That's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, um, Phoebe, these are today is kind of special because it's like kind of our two year anniversary of <laughs> of being in a relationship. Yeah. And, uh, being work wives it's um, like a real marriage and so yeah uh, we decided to do something special and phoebe yeah 
So I was having a particularly just kind of like annoying day last week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do something to perk myself up. And this will be fun for Jess and I. So I... um, I logged on to uh, thingsremembered.com. And, you know, the place where you get your grandma stuff. Right. So I'm officially old uh, because that's what I did instead of, like, going to go fuck a dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I'll get something engraved. <laughs> uh, so uh, I wanted to get something that I felt was very special for, for Jess and I and our relationship mm-hmm. and some of the things that we've been through on this mm-hmm. journey of two years so far. Mm-hmm. So I got two champagne flutes engraved with um, white male tears. Um, And then on the back, it's engraved hashtag stay hydrated. So... um, and, um, and then uh, our lovely friend Allison brought us rosé because she, lo- she knows we love our rosé. Mm-hmm, some award-winning rosé. Yeah, so thank you, Allison, for that. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're drinking out of these and celebrating our two-year anniversary and yeah. saying, fuck you, Clancy. Yeah, and yeah. All the this other- is for all the Clancy's and yeah. <laughs> uh, Harold's and, and um, Steve's. All Steve's those. and Trips, like yeah. a trip. <laughs> Is there a black dude named Trip? Don't think so. No. <laughs> but this is just for um, all the All Lives Matter stuff. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, we're, you're this, an asshole. This is for, um, you know, getting mad at female anger in general. Right. Um, um, that being inappropriate for you guys. Um, fuck that noise. <laughs> but thank you for taking it. It's not all, obviously not all white dudes. Okay? Right. Um... um Hashtag. And do it. <laughs> Hashtag not all white dudes. Um, Thank you for coming. And uh, yeah, this is, to me, one of my favorite purchases of all times. Like, yeah. I'm really happy mm-hmm. that I, I yeah. spent $50 on this. <laughs> Seriously, should we just get a bunch made and then like sell them at the next show? Ah. I can do that. We got to go to Shark Tank, baby. Yeah, this is our this business. This is something. <laughs> So I really love these these champagne flutes, but I recognize um, that it must have been really awkward for the person who had <laughs> to etch these into the glass. Because they're literally at every level. You, I would imagine it's white person, white person, white person, <laughs> white person, white person, white person, white person. Yes. Um, and it's also like ignorant because like someone's grandma started this company and yeah. like I completely disrespected their business it's model like with this so, bullshit. <laughs> like this is something like things remembered as a place you go to to like get a trinket for grandma because you know she's gonna die. So <laughs> like crystals matter to grandma. You right? know what I mean? <laughs> It's like um, a memento. It's like a memento. It place. is. Um, so maybe we will make these mass mass production. And, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of people here who would like to partake in like what this is. Yeah. Cool. Um, I recently uh, went to my first strip aerobics class. Yeah, how was it? You have to be so beyond careful. I feel like lately I'm like lean, like I'm only 32, but I feel like I acting like 
a divorcee of 47. Like, You're like under the Tuscan sun. Right, I'm leaning into my... Like, I'm leaning into my Diane Lane period. You have to, Of dude. my life. You have to. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I went with my friend Allison. We went to the strip aerobics class, and afterwards we went to Starbucks. Um, dude, what did you drink? I got, like, a fucking, like, iced tea with sweetener. Like, I was fucking trash. It was, trash. like, so basic. It I was so it. basic. But the class was, like, we walked. Our teacher was kind of, like, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the mean girl from uh, show, Showgirls? No, Gina Gershon. She, like, she was very mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't know. Wait, you've never seen Showgirls? No. Okay. You guys, Blue Crush is like my favorite fucking movie. Okay, fuck. No, 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 no. No, no. Get Blue Crush out of here. No. What? Get Blue Crush out of here? Get that the fuck out of here. That oh, is a, a mo- story about a surfer. Bo- I'm bored. I'm bored. Kate Bosworth, like, I'd rather watch paint dry at Home Depot. Like, she is... Okay, no. Blue Crush is fine if you're, like, doing laundry at the laundromat. But Showgirls is a cinematic revelation. Is that true? You guys, I don't know. Yes, it is so bad that it's good. What's it about? Showgirls? It's so, okay. So, so, uh, Elizabeth Berkley wants to be, you know, she's like, wants to like make it. She's like a stripper, right? Who doesn't, dude? Right. So she wants to make it. She's like, okay, I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to like try on designer clothes. She can't pronounce designers right. Like she says, Versace instead of Versace. It's a big plot point. I That's how bad that. this movie is. I like, love that. It is a legitimate plot point that she okay. mispronounces Versace. Um, <laughs> and so, and so then, like Gina Gershon is like this, like sexy, like mysterious lady who's like nice to Elizabeth Berkeley, but then she's like, I don't want to fuck you, but it's like, dude, you were acting like you wanted to fuck me, like what the fuck? Uh-huh. So they have all of this tension, and then there's Kyle McLaughlin who has a ridiculous haircut, <laughs> but he's so ripped that you're like, I'm going to go on this journey, um, and he and Elizabeth Berkeley have insane sex in a swimming pool in a position that's never you can't do sex like that in real life because it's so insane was he on the other end of the pool no <laughs> i wish that would make more sense so so there did he <laughs> eat her out underwater like she was like over water he was like <laughs> <laughs> all of that would have been better than what was in the movie like that those we are, should redo Showgirls. Yeah, let's redo Showgirls. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, like, literally ruined Elizabeth Berkley's career. Like, literally. Really? Yeah, it was so bad that everyone was like, you can't work again. So she's a stripper with a heart of gold. Right. And then she has, like, a best black friend, which I'm kind of like, that's annoying. Uh-huh. But I overlook it because so much of the other movie is just great. It's so, yeah, you really should watch it. So anyway, so my strip aerobics was nothing like Showgirls. <laughs> Is basically but you the went point. in thinking it would be. <clears throat> well, the teacher, she was very like strict. Like she was like, class is supposed to start one minute ago, you guys. And we're like, dude, dude. fuck off. <laughs> it's this isn't fucking Barry's boot camp. Yeah. Like it's fine. <laughs> and so she was like giving her speech up top, which I was like, all right, cool. And then she was like, don't worry, you're not gonna do this as good as me because I'm a professional. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? 
Was this uh, like a shoes on place or like did you have no, stilettos? No, you had to take your shoes off. That's good. Yeah, I like that. And then you just got to swing around on the pole and like grind to like Drake. It was cool. That's dope. It was, but it's I've so been to a hard. Few. It's so hard. I yeah. can't lift my body. Yeah. It's I like so I can't upper do anything. body strength like that. Yeah. You know what else is hard? What? Surfing, which is why Boo Crush is such a good movie. <laughs> Okay. Um, let's just start the show. Are you guys ready for more show? Wow. Uh, wow. The, we're going to bring her right next act. She is very, very funny. She performs all of the city. You may have seen her on Fox's Laughs. Please get up for Ayana Dookie, everybody! You guys are great. I'm so happy to be close to home so I can pay for that Uber. Uh, I live in the part of Brooklyn, though. I'm constantly offered Jesus and Dick on the same block. Anybody live in that part of Brooklyn? Yeah, sometimes by the same person, right? Everybody in my neighborhood is a hustler is what I've been told. Ah. It's weird. I don't even get mad. My, my neighborhood, all the men there, they catcall. That's all they do. And I don't even get mad anymore at the catcall. And I just start offering suggestions <laughs> on how they can improve their catcalling game. <laughs> so this one guy I was just like, I see, I see vast improvement over last week. I like what you're doing now. <laughs> I like what you're doing. Uh, just a few minor suggestions, a few minor tweaks, if you don't mind. Uh, first of all, we prefer to be called women or ladies, not females. Uh, and number two, uh, that initial damn that you came at me with was a bit startling, okay? <laughs> if you can just pull back on that next time would be great. Just... I get cat calls so often that I started classifying them. Like I have my favorite types of cat calls. Uh, my, my favorite one to date is, I, I call it the, if I were your man cat call. I, are the women in here f- familiar with that one? Yeah, you guys probably experienced it. For those who don't know, um, the if I were your man cat call, it starts off by the most raggedy motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> he comes over to you, and he leads off with some kind of sound effect that comes from his soul, like, Ugh! right? <laughs> And he looks you up and down and goes, damn, girl, if I was your man. And then he starts listing all the shit he would never do if he was your man, okay? That's how that goes. So the other day, I'm walking down the street, and this guy comes over to me. He's like, oh, damn, girl, if I was your man, I'd get your hair done every week. I'd get your nails done. i even get your feet done. And I was like, oh, well, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um... Unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I have a boyfriend, so I'm going to be on my way. And he looked at me, he goes, you got a man? Then why your feet look like that? It's <laughs> like, all right, you got me. Um. My mom gets very nervous at the hours I keep as a con- comic. I almost said a condom. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's what they're calling them these days. Um, 
Yeah, as a comic, I, get, I, I, I come home late at night on a regular basis. She gave, me, she gave me mom advice. We've all had mom advice. She told me, make sure when I'm coming home late at night, I don't wear my headphones because uh, I need to be aware of my surroundings in case someone tries to get me. I'm actually more afraid of the rats in New York than anything else. That's my biggest fear. I'm like, oh, I just started wearing sandals again because I, I fear that a rat, like, bites my big toe. I don't know where I got that from. I just, I just feel like you can't live after a rat bites your toe, right? Like, just, just kill me now, right? Everybody gonna call you rat bitch from now on? Like, that's... You might as well just become a motivational speaker. That's all you can do after a rat bites your toe. Just tell you how I overcame, right? Just... I had a rat in my apartment once. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's not funny, but thank you for laughing. That shit was... Every time I tell people that story, they're like, oh, you mean a mouse? No, I mean a motherfucking rat, okay? I know the difference. That shit was big. It popped up. I recognized it by face. That's how big it was. Okay? And when you see a rat next to your bra, you're just like, where did I go wrong in life? What did I do to deserve this? I went to college, I drink water and eat fruits and vegetables. I just, I thought I was doing okay in life, but here you are. So this rat popped up in my apartment one day, so I decided to go and get a cat. And, uh, you know, just good time to rescue a pet. Um, so I went to the shelter because I heard that's where they give them away free. And um, the shelter bitch, I'm not sure this woman's exact title. Um, she tried to give me a cat with AIDS. Uh, did y'all know this was a thing? But this woman tried to give me a cat with AIDS, talking about, don't worry. You can't catch feline AIDS the same way you get human AIDS. I'm not sure why this bitch thought I was trying to fuck a cat. Because that's the only reason that bit of information is relevant, right? So now I'm like, do I look like I fuck cats? Am I giving off a cat fucking vibe? Because that's something you want to know about yourself. You don't want to be walking around these streets looking like you fuck cats. But I was more offended that this woman thought that if I did fuck cats, that I would go to a shelter in Bushwick to get a cat to fuck. <laughs> Bitch, I'm better than you. I did not end up with the AIDS cat in case anybody was confused listening to that story. Uh, I needed a worker cat. Um, but the biggest reason is I have lupus and the last thing I need is something in my apartment upstaging my disease. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know much about lupus. Um, lupus, it's one of those diseases uh, where people really don't give a fuck about, okay? Uh, I know this because when I found out I had it, I didn't really give a fuck about it. <laughs> All I knew about lupus is Tony Braxton has it. And I was like, well, that bitch look all right, so we gonna be okay. 
I did some more research, found out that Seal has it. <laughs> exactly. When my boyfriend and I started getting serious, I had to tell, I, you know, I didn't have to tell him, but I, you know, I told him that I have this disease and just to make sure that he'd be around in case something goes down, he knows what's, what's happening with my body. And uh, telling him that I had lupus, uh, that was when I realized men really don't care if you have a disease or what disease you have, um, as long as they can still put their dicks in you like that. <laughs> told him I was like he was like can I still I was like yeah he was like we gonna fight this lupus together <laughs> right okay I see you get your ass a ribbon okay it's cool we live together now it's the first time I've ever lived with a man and um oh thank you he's a good dude though he's a really really good dude I um I, want, I gave him a, a, just a minor suggestion. I told him, I was just like, you know, I, I really need you to get better at complimenting me because he never compliments me. And uh, so, he, bless his heart, he's trying. Um, he looked me in my face the other night, and he's like, you know what I think the sexiest thing about you is? And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> what? He looks at me, he goes... Your ambition. I was like, oh. So you think I'm fat? Because that's what I heard. There's no way you see me naked every day and go look me in my face and tell me the sexiest thing about me It's some shit you read on a motivational poster, right? (laughs) So I told him, I said, look, the next time you want to tell me something sexy about me, this is not the time to get creative, okay? Don't think out the box. (laughs) What I need you to do is go outside on the corner when you see a bunch of dudes doing absolutely nothing. Just listen to what the fuck they're saying when women walk by, okay? (laughs) Write that shit down, record it, repeat it back to yourself. Just repeat that shit back to me, okay? Because I've never seen a bunch of dudes on a corner see an attractive woman walk by and go, Hey, you see Shawty's ambition? Damn, Ma, look at you. All motivated and shit. With your fat ass. You guys have been fine. My name is Rihanna Duke. Enjoy your night, guys. Thank you much. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com dopequeens today to get 10% off your first month. 
This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch. And he has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. You guys, Phoebe hit me for the first time yesterday, and it was really fucking funny. Like, <laughs> it was really, like, some girl was like, what? No! Um, but it was really funny. We were, like, recording um, bonus content for Phoebe's book, You Can't Touch My Hair, and other things I have to explain. And... Instead of it being just like this, like Oprah Winfrey hard hitting interview, like Oprah's life class, like asking her real questions <laughs> about like gender, race, and and politics and family, like what her book is about, uh, we just did. Um, would you fuck this person or would you not fuck this person? <laughs> and one of the things I brought up was like, oh yeah, and what about the guys from you two? Right. And she was like, yeah, obviously yes to all of them. Oh, and I was like, all of them? Really, all yes. of them? And yes. uh, I was like, who is it? What's his name? Bono, 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 Bono. And then her instinct was, she went, <laughs> you know what it is. Why do I always have to tell you what, how his name is said? <laughs> like, she did it so fast I, and was so mad. I just had, like, a Bruce Banner, like, blackout. I don't remember it at all. I just was like, you know his name. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That's, like, the first time you ever hit me, and I kind of liked it. <laughs> um... I'm taping the last of my audiobook tomorrow. Woo! Yeah. How's it been taping it? Uh, it's one of those things where you, you do and you're like, oh, I can't read. Like, that's <laughs> when you, you, like, literally learn, like, I cannot read. Um, but it's been, like, it's just weird because, like, you're in a room. And so I, 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 I have, like, like, my diva thing. So I have the lights are all off. Turn the lights off. So all the lights are off. I'm barefoot. I'm, like, having, like, a blanket on me. And I have, like, Earl Grey tea. I'm, like, Mariah Carey. And I'm just, like... And I'm just, like, Michael Fassbender's penis. It's, like, so... And it's so pretentious for the shit that I wrote in my book. It, like, makes no sense. I love that. Yeah, I got to go buy... um, Because I wrote the foreword for the book, so I got to get a little taste of that. So I did, like, the audio for it. And... I came in and I didn't know where Phoebe was. Apparently she was in the dark, <laughs> sipping tea. <laughs> cover like draped around her like Meryl Streep probably when she goes outside to the bodega. <laughs> and they were like, do you want the lights on or do you want the lights off? I was like, what's Phoebe doing? They were like, she has the lights off. And I was like, I'll do the lights off. I'm going to do that. And it was such a cool experience yeah. to like sit in there and just be dark. I took my, my shoes off. It was only literally a page of writing. Like There was no reason for me to get uncomfortable. <laughs> You got, it took more time for you to get comfortable than yeah. to actually read the content. I was like, okay. hold on, I need to take my bra off. Um, <laughs> but I respected the, the intimacy. I hear a lot of um, musicians do that sometimes when they want to record really, really intimate songs. Yeah, but it's fun. We've been spending a lot of time together. We worked on the ebook and then we went to go see Erica Badu. Oh, yeah. We went all the way down to Coney Island, y'all. That shit 
was worth it. It was a lot of like older black dudes in like their church outfits. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of. But also, it was like, a, like fish fans with like long dreadlocks, right. you know. And I was like, oh hi. Yeah, it was like you just saw like a lot of like old black guys with like pagers yeah. and like their women were with them, being like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get my life, and they're like, yeah. oh, what the fuck, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but it was an amazing concert. It she was, was great. Just like. I, that's the most black I've ever felt in my life. Me too, yeah. Was yeah. being at her concert and yeah. just like breathing her air. Like, yeah, I was and she like, has such a big catalog yes. that there was like, you know, like a lot of the songs anyway. Yeah. It was really, really good. It was awesome. So support black businesses. Like, it's basically really. like... Take your ass to Coney Island. Getting back from Coney Island was a nightmare. That was, I was like, oh, hell no. That was a shit show. That's like the worst part about concerts to me is like the surge that happens and the lack of Ubers afterwards. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially since I'm so anxious. Like, I'm thinking about that halfway through the show. I'm really? like, when should I leave? I should leave. When should I leave? She has not done Tyrone yet. Okay, when should I leave? <laughs> and of course, she saved that to the end. Yeah, of I was course. so happy she didn't do an encore. I was sad about that. Nah, I, dude. Fuck encores. I was like ready to go. I, li- I live for them. But Just like was, do the thing. Just do the thing. But it's like a nice like treat where it's like, you know. No, it's not. It's like, you know why we're here. We don't make us. We've been standing during the conflict. Like, don't make us go, come back, please. Like, don't make us do that. Like, we shouldn't have to ask you. We bought a fucking ticket. There's a social contract here. <laughs> okay, but... If the audience, like, if we were like, good night, guys, say Tito Queens, blah, 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 love you, mean it. And they were like, encore, you wouldn't want to, like, come back out and do, like, 10 more minutes of, like, We wouldn't jokes. do that shit in the first place. We will deliver to you the jokes in a timely manner. <laughs> because y'all busted y'all ass to get these tickets. Some people are fucking standing. Like, I'm not going to waste y'all time like that. <laughs> Like, I hate standing. I hate walking. I hate being outside. Okay. I respect y'all for being here. All right, y'all. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, I want to bring up our next act. He's very funny. funny. He's been on MTV's Guide Code. He has his own show on True TV called Comedy Knockout. He performs all over the country. Please get up for Damien Lemon. Thank you. Good to be here. I told myself at the top of the summer, I'm not looking at ass anymore. That was my goal for the summer. It's been my goal for the last three summers, but you know, I looked at ass, you know? But this summer, I kept to it just for the... And first of all, let me just be clear. When I say I'm not looking at ass anymore. I mean, I'm not looking back at ass, right? I'm not turning my head, getting caught. That's cliche. That's predictable. You know what I mean? I'm on television. I don't want to get caught looking at ass randomly. If it's ass in front of me, then, you know, the Lord put that there. You understand that? That's, you know what I mean? That's, that's incentive to keep moving forward. Man, I don't do it. It's been tough. I'm looking at you. I can see you got a little creep energy in your eyes. So you, it's been tough. You got to use, like, use Barack Obama levels of self-restraint to just... 
want to turn my head. It's like a real, like a resistance workout. You can feel the shit. Your solar plexus. It was exercising my core. Because honestly, I, more often than not, I'm just looking at ass for closure, just for resolution. Just because just I'm already kind of invested. I see it a lot. You know what I mean? I already processed it. You know, wow, she's pretty in the face. Waist, the hips, like a toes. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what's, you know, what we're going to see here. And you see what you see. Sometimes it's not what you thought. Sometimes, you know. It's kind of like, it's like watching like nine episodes of a Netflix original and you get to the finale and you're like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to. I don't want to objectify Netflix. That's, that's some bullshit. Plus, I just don't want to be a creep. You know, that's my mantra. Don't be cheap. Don't be a creep. That's, that's what I'm trying to live by. You can clap for that shit. That's, that's a struggle, you know? Because I don't like the term creep. The shit sounds like a, it sounds like a, ooh, sounds like a slur, you know? It's, it's very dismissive. Like women that say, hey, he's a creep. Ugh, you know? It's done, final. Dudes don't really call other dudes creeps like that. Like, it's very, it's like rare. You know, a dude will call you a creep, one, just to be funny, or you really did some creepy shit, you know? <laughs> It's like, damn, fam, that's your stepmother. That's disgusting. You're a creep. That's your stepmother. Come on. You know what I mean? But if you, you just, you look at a woman a second too long, you run the risk of being a creep. I don't like to do the creep shit. I, well, I'll do creepy shit, but it just won't be intrusive, you know? I don't want to invade your space. I keep it contained. Like, like when I'm on a train... In the summertime, I like to hold the prettiest toes on the A-train pageant, but just in my head. You know what I mean? Just, just up here, just... You know what I mean? Just some shit to do from uptown to West 4th. Keep me excited and shit. Nobody knows they're competing, you know? It's cool. It's a friendly competition. It's all good. The entry criteria is quite low, you know. All you need is ten toes. Ten toes have a nail on every toe. That's it. That's all I ask. Just have a nail on every toe, even your pinky toe. Please have a nail there. Don't try to paint the flesh, you know. I've been deceived before, you know. You know when you deceive too, because when you put it in your mouth, the texture's off. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This tastes like a leather raisin. This is... Tastes like deception. Give me your sash. Anyway. That's the creep shit I'm on. Oh, fuck. I recently bought a blood glucose meter. Shit is lit, right? 
bought a blood glucose meter and shit because I'm a hypochondriac one. <laughs> but before I even bought it, I Googled best blood glucose meters of 2016. <laughs> Looked at a, you know, cross-reference, got one below $25 because I'm not the best, but I'm not trying to go broke. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just pricking my finger. So now you prick your finger, like, right before you eat, maybe an hour after you eat, and you look at the meter. So that's what I'm doing, like, throughout the day. It's like my own take on Pokemon Go, you know? <laughs> Except it's just D-Lemon Dodges diabetes. <laughs> Somebody said, ooh. Like, I don't want diabetes. I'm trying to, trying to shake that shit. Nobody wants that, especially type 2, you know? fucking cliche, right? Type 2 diabetes, black man type, yeah, you heard it before. Um, we all know type 1 diabetes is the only honorable diabetes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, type 2, that's more like an STD for greedy motherfuckers. I don't want to be insensitive, but you just, you know, you don't die suddenly from type 2 diabetes. You go to the doctor for years. He's like, slow down. You're killing yourself. Moderation. Take it easy. But you don't listen, you know? And one day you're found dead in a hotel room with 40 cents worth of Swedish fish wrappers. By your cold body. <laughs> Fucking glucose killed you. Can you believe this shit? It got too sweet and now you're dead. Anyway, I'm Damian Lemon. Have a good night. I'm going. Thank you. Give it up for Damian Lemon. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch. He has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. show what a what a time what to, a time be, alive. to be alive <laughs> hashtag drake oh, i love him very delightful Whew. all right you guys ready for our last comic of the evening uh he's very very talented he's one of my favorite comedians he lives in la but he's in town writing on this season of broad city please get up for Give it up again for Phoebe and Jessica. Jesus Christ. They're so funny. This has been an amazing show. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> You've been watching it. Um, but I'm right. It's been an amazing show. Um, it's true. I'm in town visiting from L.A. Um, 
I feel like I have to say that I lived here for a long time before I moved there because I just don't want to lose that credit. Um, and it, I think that's because everyone here has kind of like a negative vibe about L.A. Everyone's like, oh, how could you live there, you know? Boo, right, exactly. How could you live there? How could you live there? I, f- I feel like the big criticism here is like, how could you live in L.A.? There's no culture in L.A., which is bullshit. Obviously, there's culture in L.A., right? Okay, the drought. Um, it's a scary place. Um, the, you can, one thing that is true is that in L.A., you can meet all sorts of people people that you wouldn't necessarily encounter around the country. For example, I was at a party, and I was talking to a woman. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I was talking to a woman, and she was, like, very... She was so proud of herself. She was like, I don't consider myself a feminist. Jesus. Did you guys even know that that was a fucking option? It was crazy. I just was like, I felt like I was in the middle of that party and suddenly I was talking to a cow. And the cow was like, my favorite lunch is steak. It's like, whoa, that is dark. That is so fucked up. Like even more than grass. Yeah, more than grass. It's like, Jesus. I feel like if you're a woman and you don't call yourself a feminist, then you should have to call yourself like a table (laughs) or something. Like wear a bowl of candy on your head to every fucking party you go to. Just in case anyone's stuck talking to you, at least they can like help themselves to a piece of candy and back away. (laughs) and not engage in your fucking bullshit. Being a feminist, I'm pretty sure, just means that you think men and women are equal. Like, that is so baseline. It's so fucking baseline. Like, I'm a fucking V for Vendetta mask style next level fucking feminist because I'm, like, convinced that women are better than men. Like, it's just like... I have never, ever encountered any proof (laughs) to the opposite. It's just like, (laughs) I'm not trans, but I do wish I was a woman. Whatever that's called, that's what I am. Um, It's crazy to me. Um, I'm like, okay, here's an example. Women are better than men. (laughs) Is anyone here straight? (laughs) Yeah? No? No one here is straight? I, like... If it would be nice to be straight, I think, because, you know... I'm a gay guy. Obviously, you can hear my voice, right? I don't have to, I don't have to like, come out, right? I just, just speak, and it's, like, a pride parade. Um... <laughs> And I don't wish I was straight because I don't like being gay. Obviously, I love being gay. It's my entire personality, okay? It's all I have. (laughs) I think that it would be nice to be straight because in a straight couple, there's only one dick size per household. (laughs) 
Like your friends come over and you're just like, hello, welcome to our house. This is the size dick here. We're both fine with it. Who cares? (laughs) Whatever. In every couple that I'm a part of, there's two different size dicks. And you want to be intellectually above that kind of shit, but because you're both men, it fucking ripples into every corner of your fucking relationship. And I think that is specifically because you're both men. Like, I can't imagine walking past a lesbian couple and overhearing, well, I have bigger titties, I'll drive. Right? It's just like, that would never happen. It's like, whoever wants to drive will drive. But because you're so in your head about your fucking dick size, you're a stupid man. It fucking ruins every second of your relationship. There is no avoiding it in any arena at all. And not to brag, but I'm usually... I'm usually the smaller one, okay? We live in a society that prizes the petite, okay? I wear an XL t-shirt, but I am sample-sized. In my pants, baby! Slim, teeny. Nothing tastes as good as teeny feels. (laughs) Right? That's the saying? So usually I'm the smaller one and it's like, I want to be above that. I want to be like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it creeps into every interaction. Like I will be hanging out with my boyfriend. He'll be like, what do you want to watch on Netflix? And I'll be like, something stupid. <laughs> Cause I'm so in my head. I'm just screaming through this little baby carrot in my pants. Just like, The subtext being like, you decide. Obviously, you're the man here. (laughs) Right? It's so fucked up. Or like, he'll be like, hey, babe, like, what do you want to, what do you want to get for dinner? And I'll be like, dirt! (laughs) And he's like, ugh. I was thinking like pizza or Thai, but like, we could do dirt if you want. It's up to you, Jesus Christ. It's just like every moment we're together, I'm fast forwarding to this like beautiful Nancy Myers-esque kitchen, 25 years in the future. I find myself just like cornered in the kitchen, being screamed at by like a gorgeous adopted teenager (laughs) who I am terrified of. And he's just like, well, big dick dad said I could. (laughs) And I'm like, so do it. So do it. I don't feel like lesbians feel any of those feelings, you know? They're just like, this is pretty good. Want to do it forever? (laughs) It's so spooky when Netflix figures out that you're gay. (laughs) 
they were on to me quick. Like, it was back when I was still getting DVDs from them. It wasn't even streaming yet. They knew right away that I was gay. Their judgment came out in the form of, like, recommended movies that I should be putting on my queue based on what I had rented from them in the past and how I rated it. I remember getting my first one where I was like, oh, shit, they're onto me. (laughs) They were like, dear Gabriel, based on your five-star review of 13 going on 30... We think uh, you might really enjoy the entire Jonathan Taylor Thomas Library. And it's like, yeah, website. I bet I'd love it. But why don't you watch your fucking tone? All right, that's my time. I'm Gabe. Thank you so much. Two Dub Queens. Give it up for Gabe Liedman, everybody. You just heard Gabe Liedman, Damian Lemon, and Ayana Dookie. Two Dub Queens is produced by Joanna Solotaroff, Jen Poyant, Paula Schumann, and Rachel Neal. Our team includes Joe Plore, Dara Hirsch, Ed Haber, Jeremy Bloom, Isaac Jones, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Also, follow us on Twitter. In case you haven't noticed, you can use us as hot-ass gifts. That's right. Two Dope Queens gifts all over the place. All in your face. No matter your race. So, you know, try out... <laughs> Are you freaking Don King? <laughs> so, you know what? Try out a Two Dope Queens gift. It'll make you feel good. And how many times do I have to ask you guys? Can you just subscribe, please? Pretty please, with sprinkles on top. It's so easy. Just a click of a button will really help us keep a spot at the top of the charts. And rate us five stars, baby. Hey, Chicago, I'm coming back to your city. I'm so excited. If you miss me on my book tour, I'll be performing at Tomorrow Never Knows Festival on Saturday, January 14th. It's a music and comedy festival with a lot of great acts. Look it up. Tickets are on sale now, and you can click on the pre-sale link by going to the Two Dope Queens Twitter feed. You're welcome, babies. See you there. There'll be a late show and an early show. I think it's about to come. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. I didn't need you to hear that, but that's my truth. Joe, you have a girlfriend. You know. You get it. Are you a bloodhound? Oh, my God. We're recording. (laughs) Don't answer that. Yeah. That's like literally (laughs) call HR. (laughs) 